Have you ever felt uncomfortable in unfamiliar environments, not knowing exactly what to say or to do? Have you ever been offended in the workplace? Better yet, have you ever been in a position to correct one of your colleagues but just didn't know how? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you will enjoy my next guest who teaches us all about etiquette. Welcome to the Empowerment Zone with Ramona Houston, where we zone in on black and brown relations and our journey to empowering our communities. Today I have an enlightening conversation with Donna P. Riley, also known as the Etiquette Lady. According to Donna, etiquette is much more than table manners. Etiquette is about how you treat others. And etiquette in the workplace is essential to creating healthy work environments. Listen to learn valuable etiquette skills and practices from Donna P. Riley. Donna P. Riley provides personal and professional development training and coaching. And she's also the author of What is Business Etiquette Anyway? Key Strategies for Building Successful Working Relationships. Enjoy our conversation and see show notes for more about uh, Donna P. Raleigh. As always, please subscribe to the Empowerment Zone podcast and give us a rating on Apple Podcast. Your support will ensure that we continue our journey in empowerment and impact. Thank you. Hello, today on the Empowerment Zone, we are featuring Donna Paige Riley, who is also known as the Etiquette Lady. Uh, as you all know, etiquette is so important in both personal and professional uh, settings, so it's great to have someone on that's talking about etiquette and communication. Welcome to the Empowerment Zone, Donna. Thank you so much. I certainly want to start out by saying I so appreciate uh, the invitation that you extended to be on your show. So thank you. Well, here at the Empowerment Zone, we're all about empowerment and impact. And I know that's what you're about too. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. So etiquette. Uh, first, before we even get into etiquette, <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, and your professional journey and how you even uh, became an expert in etiquette. Okay, so uh, again, I'm Donna Paige Riley, and I am, I want to say, first of all, I am a servant leader, okay? Um, I really, really enjoy adding value to others, and uh, I am also a John Maxwell uh, certified leadership uh, speaker, coach, and trainer. And I've been in the coaching and training space now for about three decades. And um, how I actually arrived in that space, when I was younger, I attended a, a Charmin modeling school. And there I learned so many different types of, um, I guess, soft skills, if you will, um, the grooming, the posture and poise, how to carry yourself, so on and so forth. And I just thought those things were so interesting. And prior to completing that program, the director approached me and asked me if I would be interested in enrolling in their teacher training program. And I thought, you know, why not? Okay. 
And so I did that. And um, then I actually started really my training um, course, I guess, during that particular time, not really realizing the impact of what I was really doing because I was younger. And um, I would actually, they would have um, people from different businesses in the community. They would come in and they would do their etiquette training. Well, I would do their etiquette training. And I remember um, working with a group from uh, Indianapolis Power and Light. And they were just a group of executives and they wanted them to know how to act and react as they entertain prospective um, clients. And so I, you know, I taught them. It was just really cool to me. So, uh, but that was really the start. And it's something that I just continued doing uh, even after uh, I moved to Atlanta. In fact, I moved to Atlanta and opened a charm and modeling school. So I did that for a while. And uh, during that, uh, I was able to really concentrate um, mainly on youth. And uh, I started working with some of the adults uh, as their parents. So what I did is I actually had a, I created a, a course for uh, the parents as well as their, their children. So it was pretty cool. And uh, so that's really how I started. And so for all these years, I just have not been able to, you know, I would, I would get away from it for a little while and look at some other fields in corporate America. And then I would just come right back to it. So I know that that is what I'm supposed to do is to continue to add value and help others to feel comfortable and confident in any setting. Isn't it amazing how people, when we're young and in in we get put in programs and different um, organizations that that helps direct us toward our passion and for you to be attending a charming and modeling um, institution and then that just blossomed into a career on uh, relationships and how to develop relationships, how to treat other people and this whole aspect of etiquette. And then for you to kind of dibble and dabble in other areas and still come back to etiquette, that just shows that's your passion. And your uh, your coaching and training certification from John Maxwell. Wow, uh, we're all such, well, I know I am a big John Maxwell fan. So I'm sure it's a delight to be, uh, be a part of his program. So tell us, um, when you talk about etiquette, people have, a certain um, connotation or belief when mm -hmm. they think about etiquette. But it seems to me that you define etiquette in much broader terms. Can you explain mm -hmm. that? Absolutely. Um, generally, when you even mention the word etiquette, uh, a lot of people, the first thought that they actually have is, oh, I already know how to, to act when I'm eating at the table. It's just automatic, you know, table manners, but it's so much more in debt than that. Um, uh, yes, that is part of it. And the reason, and, and if we're going to talk about even uh, business etiquette, for example, oftentimes uh, companies will invite uh, prospective employees 
or clients, they will invite them out either to for a business lunch or a business breakfast even. And they're doing that not just to treat them to the meal, but they're watching to see what their um, dining skills are like, uh, how they actually carry themselves, how they interact with others. What are their communication skills? And they do this, you know, de determining whether or not this is going to be someone I'm going to hire. For example, if you are a person that when you receive your food, you sprinkle salt or pepper on your food before you even taste it. They're going to actually look at that as being this person jumps to conclusions. Okay. And you think about it. So how can they do that? Well, you presume that you were going to need to add those seasonings before you even tasted it. So little, just little tips like that are just so, you know, they're so important to really to understand. And uh, so that is a, you know, a perfect example of, um, you know, why the etiquette is, is needed or it's looked upon. And yes. etiquette is so important to your, uh, to your point It's so important, especially in the business world. And a lot of us, you know, uh, we're all seeking to uh, achieve our fullest potential in the workplace. And part of that is promotion, right? Mm -hmm. and uh, being able to interact with different people in different settings. Mm -hmm. And so your etiquette has a lot to do with whether those doors will be open to you or not, right? Mm -hmm. Open or closed to you. So can, can you tell us a little bit about the various definitions of, of the various aspects, not definitions, aspects mm -hmm. of etiquette, like you mm -hmm. talked about, it's more than table manners. It's mm -hmm. also about uh, relationships. Can you expand on relationships and communication and all the other factors uh, or, or aspects of etiquette? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for example, uh, I have in, in my book, uh, one of the chapter titles is called, Who Has Time to Be Courteous? So you, we know how busy we are, right? We're writing reports, we're trying to, you know, get ready for meetings and so on and so forth. And so sometimes we just may not take the time to be kind or polite, especially if we may be feeling stressed or something. But common courtesies is huge. Just speaking. Uh, I have something also in the book that says, uh, who should speak first? And many times, if you are of a, you know, a higher caliber, if you will, in an organization, you may feel that you don't speak first. You have to make sure that others speak to you first. And that is not, uh, that's not good etiquette. It's not proper etiquette because whoever enters into a room is the person that actually speaks. And so that falls under the definition of common courtesies. And sometimes it is just so, uh, it, it's so confusing. For example, I remember I worked for an organization and um, the, the CEO and the CFO were a married couple. And so they absolutely did not allow anyone to call them by their first names. Okay. Now, mind you, everybody is, you know, of adult age, right? But they were, no, you have to call me by Mr. or Mrs., whatever the last name is. 
And so people were kind of feeling a little funny about that because they were feeling as though they were placing themselves up on a pedestal, right? Um, and it's just a matter of um, when you have your subordinates, if you will, make them feel as though they are below you or you're certainly not equal, then you generally have an issue with that. Just, I mean, most people will have an issue. Like, who do they think they are? I mean, we're all grown. I'm probably older than they are. That kind of attitude. And so that's what happens sometimes in the corporate world. Sometimes um, there are can be supervisors or managers that feel as though, you know, they it's okay for them to, to be dominant over employees. Hence, when you start looking at uh, corporate, you know, what I call corporate bullying, and you don't hear that term very often at all, corporate bullying. If you hear bullying, you generally hear bullying when it comes to children at school. Um, who's the bully today? And, you know, they took my lunch money. But there's also corporate bullying. And um, and I just really want people to understand and to, to really look at that. Because when you have someone who has power, if you will, over you, and what they are doing is they are trying to make sure that everybody understands that you must stay in your particular place if you will, and there's a problem that creates, you know, an atmosphere where it's just uncomfortable atmosphere. And, uh, and, and I find that, and even, and, and I didn't think about this until I was, I was, I was prepping for uh, a speaking engagement and they were going to be talking about, um, women uh, who have been sexually harassed, right, uh, at work. And this was just so interesting for me because I actually experienced that, but I had just pushed it so far down and just had not even thought anything else about it until I was prepping for that. And it just hit me. It's like God dropped in my spirit sexual harassment is also bullying. And I don't know about you, but I've never heard that term inter interfaced with sexual harassment, but that's what it is. You know, you have a good point about, um, you know, when you talk about etiquette, it's not just about table manners, but also about common courtesy mm -hmm. and how we treat each other. And we're talking about, let's talk specifically about the professional uh, settings, like you're mm -hmm. using those examples. Mm -hmm. And, you know, common courtesy among your colleagues will actually help to uh, help those colleagues to even be more productive on the job, right? That's right. If they're not if they don't feel that they're being, as you called, bullied, corporate bullying, if they're not bullied, you'd probably get more production out of them and have a better workspace and environment. And that's why business etiquette is so important. 
And um, to mention that sexual harassment is a component of bullying is a whole nother conversation that that it we already know is inappropriate etiquette. I mean, it's inappropriate, excuse me, in mm-hmm. the business world. But to make that a part of the conversation of business etiquette is also important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so it it appears to me that you're actually empowering others through etiquette training. And so how are you, how do you feel that you're empowering others through etiquette training? Sure. I believe I am empowering others by helping them, first of all, by just having them to really think about what it truly is. Uh having them to feel, helping them to feel comfortable and confident in any setting. And that's how to act and how to react. And um, that, you know, it, it's basically, you know, it, it gives you self-esteem and confidence. If you are, for example, uh, if you're, you're in a meeting, okay, and you receive, say you receive a phone call, Right? Are you going to just answer the phone? And I've, you know, I've seen it happen. Just you know, <laughs> answer your phone, like, no, oh, excuse me, you guys, and just answer your phone and start talking. Are you going to just politely remove yourself and go outside to take your phone call? Or better yet, if you're in a meeting, how about putting your phone on silent or turning it off? That's really the first thing that you should do. But just knowing, you know, what to do and when to do it. Yeah, cell phone etiquette is also a part of this conversation. It's so, I mean, how many programs have we been in that people are asked to put their phones on silent in the beginning or turn them off, and then they still go off uh, during the session? And it's very distracting for speakers and the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just in a conference a couple of weeks ago and a woman had her uh, child in the uh, session, uh, which uh, I, my mother took me to class and work and all that. That's not the issue, but had their little um, computer on in the session. No. I mean, in the session. And it was um, like, everybody was like, you know, and she was oblivious to the fact that it was such a distraction. Uh, and uh, people could not hear in the session the people who were actually close to them. And so all of those uh, uh, factor into etiquette when you talk about cell phones, when you talk about computers and electronics, mm-hmm. you know, how you treat each other, how you communicate, and like you said, stated, how you act and react in various situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have the right type of etiquette when you respond to uh, issues that may be a little challenging or uncomfortable. That doesn't mean that you get out of your, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what word to use. Um, uh, you should still be polite, even right. if you're, you're correcting someone on a, a matter. Right. Um, and, if, and if I can add this, if yes, I may, yes. um, talking about correcting someone, I always say, Listen, if you have to reprimand someone, you should reprimand them in private. Yes. But you can praise them in public. Yes. And that is very important. Um, I have 
not only seen, but heard of so many experiences where the manager or supervisor or whoever, they actually reprimanded someone in front of others and as though they were children, right? And so that just should never, ever happen. And, you know, it's also not necessarily what you say, but how you say it as well. That is so very, I cannot stress that enough. I remember in one company, now I was not in human resources, but if there was someone that needed to be corrected, someone who came in, they were dressed inappropriately, uh, any of those types of things, for some reason, they would come to me and ask me if I would speak to that person. <laughs> and I think, okay, aren't you the HR person? <laughs> but I did because they knew I was going to be very diplomatic and I was going to reprimand the behavior. And this is another tip, reprimand the behavior and not the person. Okay, because when you actually reprimand the person, then you start to put yourself in a position where you are crushing their spirit and you don't want to do that. And this is, you know, in a personal or a professional setting, you know, you want to make sure that you're being kind, you know, for whatever you do, you're being kind. So you're being considerate and you're you're, you're treating others the way you want to be treated. And that's another the golden rule. It's just so simple. And we all learned it pretty much when we were younger, probably in Sunday school. But treat others the way you want to be treated. No one likes to be humiliated or embarrassed. And so we have to put ourselves into their shoes when there is something, you know, an unpleasant message that we have to deliver to them. But it was without fail, they would always come to me and ask me, well, can you go talk to that person? I'm like, okay, you know, because I just, you know, I did not want and, and never want to deliberately hurt anyone's feelings. And there's probably a reason uh, that people ask you to do it is because you were diplomatic in your terms, you know, um, and diplomacy matters in in uh, public settings. Thank you so much for adding the uh, uh, expanding on the issue of reprimand, reprimanding people, you know, you rep, uh, it's, you repri reprimand both the what and the how. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, it's how you do it, not just what you say, but how you say it, and also reprimanding the behavior and not the person. One thing that I want to kind of throw out there um, is, and I, I do agree with you that in terms of reprimanding, that that needs to be done um, not in public, but be done in a private setting. Totally agree with you on that. However, um, I do believe, and I want to have a conversation with you about this, about, you know, when people say things inappropriate or incorrect in, in, in public, that sometimes those are the opportunities that they have to be corrected in a diplomatic way in public, because some people say some very inappropriate things and, or do, say or do, and we give them permission to do so because everybody remains silent. That's right. So I, I say that to say that there are some times when uh, diplomacy, I mean, reprimanding in public does matter, but it's a way to do it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It is um, extremely important to, to learn. That's part of the training as well. You have to learn how to properly reprimand or redirect even. But like you were saying, if you're sitting in a meeting and someone says something that's totally just extremely inappropriate, disrespectful, and no one says anything, then that silence means everybody agrees with it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, again, I have found myself in that situation where, you know, I may say, okay, so no disrespect. Let's just make sure we understand you correctly and just kind of review and revisit what you said and maybe say it in a different way. Um, that, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, my point is that some, some of that has to be done in public. You yes. know, when you say inappropriate jokes, you know, uh, say uh, inappropriate things about somebody else, you yes. cannot allow people, you cannot give people permission to do that because then they think it's okay to do it. Yes. So, but in terms of reprimanding individuals, I totally agree with you yeah. that some some of those things definitely are more appropriate in private and not in public. Yeah. yeah. So, so you referenced your book several times. The mm -hmm. name of your book is What is Business Etiquette Anyway? Key Strategies yeah. for Building Successful Working Relationships. So uh, tell us about the book, uh, any exciting news about the book? What do you hope to accomplish through the book? Where can we get it? All the great things about your book. Yes, well, I'm so excited about this book um, because it, uh, it, it really encompasses so many different things. Uh, for example, like I said, who has time to be courteous? I do have a, a chapter in there on our work ethics and integrity, you know, for you know, for the workplace. And yes, they are. And that's kind of a little bit what we were talking about too, when we we're talking about uh, in, inappropriate, what is appropriate and what is inappropriate and honesty and things of that nature. Um, in addition, uh, we talk about grooming um, as far as interviewing, interviewing skills. Uh, what else is covered in the book is um, networking. Um, what are some of the key, uh, what are some key tips to networking and interacting with others, especially when you don't know them, you're just meeting them for the first time. Uh, when you were uh, talking about, you were uh, sitting in the meeting with the, <laughs> with the lady, with the mother, with, with the child, just having their own meeting with their electronic. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought about is I attended a conference once and I talk about this in a book and, and the book, a lot of times people think etiquette is like so humdrum. It's like, oh man, you know, I already know how to do this, but it's not, it really isn't. And I have some, uh, some little funny stories in there that are really true. Um, but this particular one, I was at a conference and um there, it was a parenting uh, conference. I um, have um, for years with with um, present workshops on um, teaching and reinforcing social skills at home for parents. So, so we were. I can't remember uh, where we were. We were in a large ballroom for lunch afterwards, and um, <clears throat> there were two people. It was a wonderful keynote speaker, and there were 
some people that just kept talking to each other. I mean, they just kept talking loud. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, so obviously they think no one can hear them. And then, you know, finally I had to turn around and, you know, just kind of say something. Oh, and they, they were so surprised. Like, oh, you all can hear us? <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, another situation <clears throat> at a conference was um, we were at a banquet and there was one lady there. I guess she was really hungry because there were beautiful cookies on this beautiful platter and she took it upon herself to get a couple. Now we were at seated at rounds of eight. So there were enough for one for everyone, but I guess she was hungry. So she took a couple first and, you know, people are kind of looking at her. And then after that, she asked other people, did they want one? I'm thinking, <laughs> well, how kind of her to do that, right? To share the others, but things like that, people just, they don't know, I guess. They you just know, it, yeah, and I think it it, it is partly uh, ignorance or the lack of knowledge. And one uh, key thing that you know, in my years of um, you know going to different events and being in different settings, being in different types of uh, workplaces, mm -hmm. is a lot of times beyond training and reading books, you can actually learn etiquette by watching other people. You know, right. uh, and being cognizant of what the culture is. For example, um, being a student and going to a conference of college students and going to a conference for the first time, you know, you get your plate at the at the luncheon and you start eating. But then you notice that everybody's waiting until everybody receives their plate before they begin eating. So little things like that, and you and you can, you know, just watch. That's just one one thing I can talk about. But but there are other a lot of lot a lot of things yeah. that I've learned about etiquette just by watching. Yeah. And so that's a recommendation that I would give to anybody is mm -hmm. that see what's going on in the setting, see how people act and uh, react to one another, how they carry themselves, you know, what they do, that that really, really is a teaching uh, moment as well. So tell us, uh, what impact do you want to make in the realm of etiquette? And how would our audience uh, get in touch with you if they're interested in your book or interested in your training? Sure. The main impact that I would like to make is for people to really just be kind and polite to each other okay and as you in, as you interact just be thoughtful and considerate which is just is so important it makes such a huge difference you know if you're just being polite to someone uh in the business arena and um you could uh uh, contact me uh, uh, via email. It's Ms. Donna Speaks uh, at gmail.com. It's M-S then Donna Speaks, like we're speaking now uh, with an S, at gmail.com. Um, also, I am on uh, LinkedIn as well, uh, Donna Page Riley. And oh, my book uh, is called What is Business Etiquette Anyway? And that is available uh, on Amazon, uh, as well as courteouspublications.com. And I believe, I think, I think I answered all of the questions, I believe, right? 
Okay. Yes. Yeah, so any any final uh, comments you like to make to our audience regarding etiquette? Sure. Um, if someone, if you hear someone just mention the word etiquette, don't become defensive because oftentimes we can become defensive because we feel as though someone is telling us that we're doing something wrong, but it's not necessarily the case. Um, just think about it as, um, well, actually to accept etiquette is to be humble. So you have to really be humble to be able to accept it. But just simply think of it as common courtesies and knowing what to do and what to say and how you're actually going to interact and impact others because others will have the tendency to remember how you made them feel other than what you actually did. Okay, so you want to impact others so that they can, you know, think about you in a good way. So, you know, if I had my way, I just want to um, make the world a polite place to live. And I know that we can only do that one person at a time with each of us initiating acts of kindness to one another. So I have Donna Page Riley here with me today. So Donna, what school or schools did you attend? What were your majors and degrees? And tell us uh, what strategy would you have to give students to ensure that they're successful in college? Um, during high school, I actually began taking college courses. I took a radio and TV college course uh, during high school. So it was a little tough and challenging. Um, but it was for radio and TV, which was really exciting uh, for me. So, um, and then I went on to continue studying at Indiana University, Purdue University uh, in Indianapolis and uh, for communications and theater as well. And I would say just really be focused really be focused on what it is you want to do. Um, oftentimes people will say, focus on one thing. Now I'm not gonna say focus on one thing because I didn't. I, I was interested in the radio news broadcasting and then I had attended the Charmin Modeling School. So I, I did some training there and I did modeling there. So I was doing several different things. But if you can just be focused on the things that you are doing, then you will just keep going. You're, you're going to have some obstacles, but look at them as stepping stones and just continue going and you will be fine. Love that advice. Uh, be focused, use your obstacles as, uh, as stepping stones and just keep moving forward. Thank you so much, Donna. We appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. A special thank you to the incredible team of the Empowerment Zone. Terry Gully, theme song. Nad Works, digital support. And of course, our featured guest. 